Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. Hope everybody has had a great week. Um, Yes, we are recording on a Thursday night. Uh, I am currently about to start my fall break, which is awesome. And I'm going to be busy Friday. And, uh, well, busy Saturday. Well, I'll be busy Saturday as well, but I want to drop an episode. And then we'll have a recap episode on Sunday of the Tech Baylor game. So, we're going to talk a little bit preview of Tech Baylor We are going to look at some of the other big games around the Big 12, talk Chiefs and Cowboys, and then we're going to end with some Big 12 basketball talk. So let's jump right into it. Texas Tech Baylor this weekend in Waco. It's going to be a primetime game, night game. I think I saw something on Twitter or Twix or X or whatever you want to call it, that this is the first Tech night game in Waco since 1990. So... Uh, it's been a while, obviously, you know, you had the, the 10 years where the Tech-Baylor game was played in Arlington, and I am glad it's back to being home and home, I think, um, you know, it's I think I think conference games should always be home and home. If you want to do a neutral site game, you know, that that's fine for non-conference, but I think conference games should always be home and home, and, and you know, Baylor's got to still a fairly new stadium that Tech still hasn't won it. So hopefully this is the year for it to happen. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but, you know, I'm glad it's – bottom line, I'm glad it's home and home. And this is – I think this is a big show-me weekend for Texas Tech. You um, – it's been very clear that you've struggled on the road, that this is a – in the Joey McGuire era, you – are a completely different team on the road than you are at home. And I, I think this is a Baylor team that's ripe for the taking for you to win. I think I think on paper you, you are a better team than Baylor. Um, obviously, both, uh, both teams have very similar records. And you look at um, what has happened so far this season, and uh, they've, they've kind of taken a pretty similar path. You know, they both lost to – a non-Power 5 team to start the season, lost to a Pac-12 team um, at home, barely, both times. And, uh, you know, uh, Baylor kind of got hosed by, by in that Utah game. You know, Tech kind of shot themselves in the foot against Oregon. Um, and then you, you you started off 1-1 one and one in Big 12 play. The big difference is Baylor got their win on the road against UCF in a pretty impressive game, you know, for them to come back from, I think they were down 18 um, at one point uh, to get that win over UCF. Uh, Tech got the, the win against Houston last week and really played a horrible game two weeks ago against West Virginia. Um, you know, I, I think the keys to the game for Tech, you know, defensively, you just I think you, you've been pretty strong overall defensively, you know, save for the inopportune third down penalties. That's where you've really not been very good. So, you know, clean that up. Um, you know, you had a really rough first half against Houston, but then you made some adjustments and, you know, turned it back on. And I, I think that, to me, that was pretty impressive on on the part of Tim DeRuiter, the defensive coordinator for Texas Tech, that you were able to make those adjustments. Um, but, you know, I, I think defensively you got to keep doing what you're doing. And it, I think all the eyes are going to be on the offense. Um that to me has been the the side of the ball that struggled the most this year, and I hope that they basically do the game plan from last week. You do a lot of running running game. You know you've got a 
you've got a really almost a three-headed monster at running back. Uh, you know, have got Taj Brooks. That's I mean, he's a workhorse. Takes hits. Looks like he's going to be tackled for a loss and to end turns it into three four-yard gains. You know, you got Cameron Valdez, pretty quick, uh, quick running back. And then you know we saw a little bit of Nehemiah Martinez last week. Love to see more of him on Saturday. Um, but I, you know, I really hope. You know, you you run the ball as much as you can. I think that's going to be a good winning formula, especially with uh, you know I don't think Baron Morton is at one hundred percent right now with the with his shoulder. So you know, really really utilize a lot of the running game. I still think you know also utilize the tight ends if you can. I, I think that I think that's a winning formula, and hopefully that that's the plan going forward. But you know, this this is a big statement game for this Texas Tech football program you've got to prove that you can win on the road and you know you look at the remaining schedule I think if you struggle to be if you struggle and you lose against Baylor there's not I mean it's it's going to be an uphill battle to get yourself to to bowl eligibility um you know three and three You'll be three if you win on Saturday. You'd be three and three, two and one in the Big Twelve. There's still a lot of hope for a lots of lots of things out there, and 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 um, you know you got a Kansas State team that hasn't necessarily been world beaters coming to you next week. Um, but I think you got to win. I mean, this is this is a big win. You know, we talked about it last week. You know, felt like Houston was a must win. You you took care of business. I really firmly believe you got to take care of business again this weekend. Prove you can win on the road, and then I think that gives you a little bit of hope if you're a Texas Tech fan for games in Provo and Lawrence coming up. Um, but you know, you also got I think got you got to prove that you're you're not in that bottom tier. And I think I still think you know certainly Houston's in that bottom tier. I think certainly Baylor is trending towards that bottom tier of the Big 12, you know, this big game. Like I said, it's a big game for Tech. You haven't, you haven't won in Waco in a while either, and that would be, you know, nice to get that monkey off your back as well. So we'll see what happens. Should be a good game, hopefully, for Texas Tech. Um, obviously, it's going to be a real big weekend of Big 12 play kind of highlighted by the Red River shootout. Yes, I still call it the shootout. I always will call it the shootout. Um, undefeated Texas taking on undefeated Oklahoma. I I lean Texas towards that one. I, to me, Oklahoma is kind of a fraud team. I'm still not sold on them. They haven't really played anybody. So I would lean Texas on that one. You actually get Big 12 action started tomorrow night, which I got to say, I'm not a fan of of these Friday night games, you know, this is the state of Texas. Friday night's all about football. And, you know, I, I I have a feeling probably, in a, you know, Texas Tech's going to have to bite the bullet and be in one of these Friday night games just because of television packaging, but not a fan of it. You know, I'm really not a fan of really non-Saturday games as a whole Thursdays or, you know, Wednesday nights, you know, just not a fan of it, and I, and I get why they're doing it. This is it's all about the television money and about the television dollars. But I, you know, I just I think you, I don't know. I it, it's not not my cup of tea, I guess. So, but you know, you got a pretty interesting one Friday night. You got Oklahoma State taking on Kansas State. You know, talk about another team that's 
been reeling. Oklahoma State certainly has been. You know, they, they seem to be trending down as well. Kansas State, you know, they save for the, you know, freakish field goal um, Missouri got against them. Have, I mean, they'd be undefeated. And they, they've, they've been chugging along, you know, doing, doing the typical Kansas State thing, winning games but not in real spectacular fashion. Um, I, I think Kansas State easily beats Oklahoma State here. And um, at this point, if it's a blowout, you got to start wondering about Oklahoma State and the Mike Gundy situation if, if this is his last year or not. Now, do I think Oklahoma State would fire him <laughs> this year? Probably not. But it, they just, I mean, it, it's, it's looking, it's been trending downward um, where, for Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State the last couple of years. And, I mean, you're sinking big time bottom of the barrel. Again, why aren't they on tech schedule? Come on, people. Want, you know, we had to deal with the Oklahoma State going upwards and breaking the glass ceiling while Tech was trending downwards. And now that Oklahoma State's trending downwards again and Tech might be trending upwards, I'm hoping they're trending upwards. I mean, I think you're a better team than Oklahoma State right now. You don't get to play them on the schedule. So that's a disappointment. But, yeah, I think Kansas State wins pretty fairly easily in that game. You really don't have a whole lot of other games besides that. You've got Red River Shootout. We talked about Tech and Baylor. UCF, Kansas, that's going to be an interesting game to me. You know, UCF um, 0-2 in Big 12 play. And, you know, the the story so far has been the, the newcomers have struggled. The only win that one of the newcomers has is, is over another newcomer with BYU beating Cincinnati last week. You know, I... I I think this is another chance for UCF to get a, get a win. They really should have won last week. You know, they were real close two weeks ago against Kansas State. Kansas, how good are they? We're we still don't know. Um, you know, they had a pretty disappointing um, performance against Texas last weekend. You know, part part of that might have been you know the fact Jalen Daniels was out for a pretty huge extended period of time in that game. Um, but you know, again, I, th- I think this this should this this could be a, a you know kind of your. I know the a lot of people eyes will be on the Red River Shootout. I, personally, I've kind of gotten to the point where if I can help it, I'm not watching Texas and or OU because in my mind they're already out of the Big Twelve. Um, to me, that this UCF Kansas game could be one that uh, could be a sneaky sneaky good game, kind of like what you saw last week with West Virginia and TCU. Um, I'm going to lean UCF here. I, th- I think UCF is going to break through, and I think one of the newcomers has to break through at some point, and I think it's going to be UCF. Uh, you know, I said it in my preview show back in August. I think of the of the four newcomers, UCF has the greatest chance of breaking through. Horrible, horrible luck last week against Baylor, and you know, just couldn't get it done in, in Manhattan two weeks ago. I think they get it done in Lawrence on Saturday, and they become the first Big 12 newcomer with a win over one of the old teams. So, And then you've got TCU and Iowa State. I think that's going to be a stinker of a game. TCU, I think, wins fairly easily. Iowa State, um, 
Yeah, they're they're vying with Houston to be the worst team in the Big Twelve, and and um, TCU again. How good how good is TCU? We're still not sure, and that to me that's the story of the Big Twelve right now. Um, you know, obviously, clearly, I think everybody's thinking Texas is probably the best, but beyond Texas, who else is going to kind of rise to the top? Um, Kansas State, obviously, I think they're they're going to be in the mix right now. Oklahoma, even if Oklahoma loses on Saturday, uh, they're certainly going to have a very strong chance to get themselves uh, a rematch against Texas in Arlington in December, just because their schedule's so easy. Um, and then beyond that, you know, West Virginia. What what about them? What is this just? Freakish luck. I mean, they they outplayed Texas Tech two weeks ago, uh, but the TCU game certainly freakish luck uh, potentially could have been in play there. So it's fun. It's fun to watch. But yeah, I think clear clearly you don't have a whole lot of a whole lot to to understand about this conference just yet. Uh, maybe we'll have a little bit more to understand. Maybe, hopefully, I think. If Tech can get get the win against Baylor, then I think you kind of start seeing, all right, here are the teams at the bottom. You've got this middle group of teams, which I think if Texas Tech can get that win over Baylor, you can kind of put them in that middle group of teams. Um, and then I think you have your kind of top-tier teams, Texas. Kansas State I still would, would put in that um, place. Oklahoma right now, even if they lose, probably be in that top group grouping as well. Um, so anyway, that, it, it'll be interesting to see. So let's change it, switch some gears. Let's talk some NFL. Um, you did have the chiefs get the win on Sunday night. Didn't look too good, um, against the jets. I, hopefully product of, you know, kind of, you were playing down to an opponent. Um, and it was, who knows? Are we being distracted by the Swift, Swift stuff, Taylor Swift stuff? I don't know. But this weekend you get the Vikings. Vikings are one and three now. Um, I I think you I think you should win this game fairly easily. You, you say that, but you just don't know. Um, it's in Minnesota, which that could be a problem. We're gonna have to hear that stupid Viking horn. Um, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs winning, and hopefully we don't have to hear the stupid Viking horn a lot. It is a nationally televised game, which typically does not bode well for a good quarterback play from Kirk Cousins. Um, and then Cowboy, the big big one this this week, Cowboys 49ers. It would have been bigger if the Cowboys hadn't laid an egg two weeks ago against the Cardinals because you would have had two undefeated teams coming in. Cowboys, I mean, they romped up on the Patriots and looked good again. Was that more about the Patriots? More about the Cowboys? This is a big show me game for the Cowboys, and this is a big, this is a moment where I think the Cowboys can make the make believers out of a lot of fans because, that are very skeptical, including myself, by the way, because you haven't really beaten anybody. You had a horrible game two weeks ago against the Cardinals, where you just looked awful, and against an awful team. And and then the next week, that awful team just gets destroyed by the 49ers, the team you're playing this weekend. And so 
you're playing in San Francisco. Again, it's a show me game. And I'd lo- I would I would love for the Cowboys to win because I can't stand the 49ers. I don't see it happening though. I, I just I think the 49ers are firing on all cylinders right now. And you're the Cowboys and you're not. Um so I lean 49ers winning. Maybe the Cowboys keep it close. I don't know. Um, can they shut down Christian McCaffrey at least? <laughs> that would that'll be the million dollar question. So um I just think it's gonna be a rough game for the Cowboys, uh, which stinks. But it's been 28 years of being rough for the Cow. If you're a Cowboys fan, so last thing we're gonna talk about this week is the potential of the basketball Big 12 basketball schedule going to 20 games next year. That was something that was kind of floated. Um, I think it was yesterday. I, I saw that on the news. You know, again, you're you're having to figure out some scheduling. You know, we have the schedule for this year, um, you, and then you've got Texas and Oklahoma departing, and then you're bringing in four more Big 12 teams in Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, and so now you're having to figure out some other other things, how that's going to look. Um, I will say this. I'm, I'm, I'm for expanding the Big 12 schedule. I think, you know, you, you're currently playing 18 games in the Big 12 Two more games means you've got two less games against, you know, cream puff teams in the USA, which is which is what it's been. And, you know, at worst, you know, your worst Big 12 team is a tier two in the net rankings, which, you know, that's kind of what determines one. Are you in, you know, going to be a contender for the NCAA tournament? And then two, if you are what your seeding is going to be. And so, you know, the teams like UCF, you know, Utah's had their struggles last few years. Um, those teams are, are at this point they're you know, they, they would be, you know, tier two um, opponents. I think that's better than what you would see, you know, Texas tech play with those other two games. You probably be looking at a tier three or even worse, a tier four opponent um, coming into the USA in December. So I'm for them going to a 20-game schedule. Uh, my big question about this is what, is, what exactly what exactly is that going to look like? You know, how many teams are you going to play home and home in a 20-game schedule? You know, this year, um, the way they did it, I believe you know Texas Tech's going to be playing. Uh, I think it's like three three teams home and home. Uh, I know Texas is one of them. UCF is, is another one. And I believe Oklahoma, I'd have to look it up, but that's going to be something that I'm kind of intrigued to see how that works. And actually, I think it might be five teams are playing home and home. I'll look, I'll have to look it up at some point, but um, that's something I'm kind of intrigued to see what that's going to look like. You know, there's been discussion, you know, you know, if you're Texas Tech basketball, who do you want to be on you know, your permanent home and home opponents, you know? Um, you're losing Texas, and so certainly they won't be. Obviously, they won't be a home and home anymore. Um, I think certainly it makes sense to keep Oklahoma State as a home and home. I think that to me that 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 should be the rivalry that you're building if you're Texas Tech. Um, it seems like Texas Tech's more willing to build that rivalry than Oklahoma State, you know. And then certainly um, keeping home and home maybe with Baylor and TCU. Uh, 
could be possibility. Uh, Houston, maybe. Um, but, you know, something that's been brought up on some other tech podcasts is, you know, I think there's a lot of tendency on the part of Brett Yormark to kind of feature this Big 12 as being a coast-to-coast league. And so you're seeing, you know, that might be a reason why Texas Tech is playing a home-and-home with UCF or why, you know, Texas Tech and UCF are playing in football. Um, And so you might see UCF stay as a home-and-home. I don't know. Um, You know, they would be a team that would be probably a Tier 2, possibly even a Tier 3 opponent um, in the Big 12, I mean, they're gonna, they, that's that's a basketball program that's going to have to uh, quickly put on the big boy pants or they're going to be a, a perennial seller dweller. Um, they kind of remind me a little bit of when TCU joined um, the conference back in 20, um, 2012. You know, they, they clearly were not ready um, – to be in the Big 12 as a basketball conference. And, you know, now they've gotten to that point. You know, they went out and hired Jamie Dixon. They've done some upgrades to facilities. And so they've, I mean, it took them till now basically to get to that point where they they would, they could be a team, you know, kind of that could compete with um, the rest of the Big 12. Is that how long it's going to take UCF? I, I don't know, but um you know, that, that'll be something interesting to watch. But again, with the basketball scheduling, who are, who's going to be your home and home? Certainly, I think I'd love to see uh, some sort of, you know, build up a rivalry with Arizona and maybe have them be home and home. You're probably going to see Arizona, Kansas be home and home. I would, I would imagine they really are going to want to heavily feature that matchup. So you might end up, if, if you're going west, you might end up being a like a tech Arizona State home and home, which I'm fine with. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's okay. Um, but that'll be something bear watching, but I think bottom line, I, if you can upgrade the schedule and, 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 you know, I talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast, uh, that I felt like the non-conference schedule this year was better than it's been in the past. And I think if you add two extra conference games, you make it even, even better. Than, than it has been. So I'm definitely for a 20 game uh, conference schedule in basketball. I think you're, 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 you're um, kind of going to be in good shape. I do want to mention one other thing about basketball and that's the uh, Lady Raiders, uh, the women's basketball um, preseason rankings came out. Texas Tech picked to finish 10th. I think they're being a bit underrated there. You know, you, you go look and see, you've got four of the six leading scores coming back. Um, for this team, you've got you've landed some pretty uh, solid recruits that are coming in, even some uh, in the transfer portal. Um, I think they're going to be better than tenth. Um, you know, I really do think this could be the year that that Coach Krista Gerlich and and the Lady Raiders finally kind of break back through and and possibly even get themselves back into the NCAA tournament. I think that I think that's on the table. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know. And, it's been a it's been a very tough rebuild, you know. But you know, every year they they've added more and more pieces and gotten better. And so I, I do expect that they're they're going to be better than they were last year. And, and you know they they went on a pretty good run last year in the WNIT. So um, that should be interesting to kind of keep an eye on as well. Uh, haven't heard anything about preseason rankings for the men's team. 
I would expect probably Texas Tech probably in that seventh eight could be as low as tenth in uh in the men's just because you came off a pretty pretty rough year last year and you have a lot of newcomers and you know I said this last week I, I I'm I just don't know what to expect from this team and should be I guess it should be interesting but you know this is this is this team's a bit of a mystery to me and um but yeah I, th- I think they'll they may be similar uh in in preseason rankings as as the uh lady raiders again how valuable are those preseason rankings not that much i mean you we've seen it in the past where you know texas tech i think the elite eight team was picked to finish like sixth or seventh you know they finished in third or fourth and then the next year same thing. They were picked to finish like fifth, I think, and ended up winning the Big Twelve. So it's 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 a tool to get people talking about the season, but you know, I think especially uh, with the, with the presence of the transfer portal, it's 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 really hard to ascertain. You know how good uh, the basketball a basketball team is going to be. Um, because you've got so many newcomers and, you know, I mean, certainly there's outliers. I certainly Kansas, it makes perfect sense to probably pick them to finish first, you know, on the women's side, it was Texas and Baylor makes sense, you know? Um, but just kind of looking, you know, I think obviously it's probably gonna be Kansas, Texas, one, one, two, um, Kansas state. A lot of people are kind of backing away from them. I don't know why. I mean, Jerome Tang has proved he's a great recruiter. They got themselves the Elite Eight last year. I think they're going to be a pretty solid team. Um, and then, you know, obviously, Houston's going to be good as well coming in. Um, but who knows? It's it's fun. And I'm looking forward to basketball season starting. I love college basketball. And it's going to – like I said, it's we have no idea. I, I have no idea what to think about this team um, right now. I'm excited Pop Isaacs is coming back. I think that's that was a huge um, development when, you know, he basically decided to come back. Um, you, you know, you've got some other pieces that are coming back from last year's team. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, that's really going to do it for this week's podcast. Like I said, I will do a recap show um, on Sunday. We'll be recapping the Texas Tech Baylor game. We'll we'll see what kind of recap it's going to be. Um, <laughs> I hope it's a good one. Hope it's a positive one. So anyway, I hope everybody has a great weekend, and I will see you Sunday for our Tech Baylor recap on the Chris Carpenter Show.